Welcome, welcome, welcome. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. And thank you guys once again for joining the Nine Innings Podcast hosted by Kevin Thompson of Nine Eye Capital Group. Thank you guys for joining us. As I always say, subscribe to this channel. As I always say, go and get my book, MLB to CFP, live on Apple and Amazon. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can email us at info at 9icapitalgroup.com. Send us your questions, or you can go to the website at www.9icapitalgroup.com. Schedule an appointment. As you know, we're here to do what? Educate, empower, and engage. And that's what we're here to do today. We have a wonderful, wonderful guest, a TCU legend. A This is for Horn Frog Nation, Mr. Johnny Collins. Johnny Collins, TCU legend, Hall of Famer, Johnny Collins. Let's get it. We have Johnny Collins on the Nine News podcast today. Johnny, thank you for taking some time just to speak with us a little bit about finance, a little bit about just everything that's going on today, man. Thank you for joining us. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Hey, so before we get started, I want to talk to you about TCU because when I, when I look at all the, the, the accolades you have from TCU and, and what Horn Frog Nation means for not only just for you, but just for the doubt for the Fort Worth area in general. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I mean, talk to me a little bit about TCU, what it means to you. And because uh, we both kind of went there at the same time. If you don't know, I was there only for a semester. So I consider myself a horn frog. But tell me a little bit, a little bit about, you know, your time at TCU before we get started in the nuts and bolts of this thing. Well, you know, my time athletically was amazing, man. I mean, it started with my freshman year, just all the way into graduation up until now. I just had an an amazing experience athletically and, and and we achieved a lot of good stuff and made a bunch of great memories and friends. Uh, most of them I'm, I'm, I still talk to weekly, if mm -hmm. you will. So, you know, and then I grew up right down the street from TCU. So it was just kind of a, an extension of, of really, I hate to say it this way, but it's really kind of an extension of, of who I am, how I was raised. And uh, it's a big part of my life. So, you know, Look, man, I, I don't know what, what else to tell you. I've been a frog for a long time. Long before I was at TCU, I was a horn frog. Well, I'll tell you that. I mean, you you and I both came up when there was maybe five or six buildings on campus, right? They had that yeah, that, yeah. That, that, that astronomy building where they had, you know, it, it was just nothing but a couple of buildings, a football stadium, and that was it. I mean, back in the days when we were there, I mean, I don't know if most people remember this, you could go to Taco Bell and get a free uh, free TCU ticket. They'll just let you go to the game. It was crazy. You, you didn't even need to go to Taco Bell. You could just walk in. <laughs> yeah, just hey, walk but not in. anymore, man. Not anymore because, hey, congratulations to the Horn Frogs this year. An incredible season, incredible season. Uh, which we, I mean, of course, you wanted a different ending, but ultimately, national championship game. You can't ask for anything more than that. Not at all, man. You get the endings you earn, and we, 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 we actually received a well-deserved ending. Georgia yeah. was just Georgia. So Absolutely. it is Absolutely. what it is. Absolutely. Well, Johnny Collins at, on the Nine Innings podcast, we're talking to him about today just a little bit about, you know, just empowerment, right? It's Black History Month, I, and, and we have powerful individuals on this call today. We have two Black business owners, right? Two yeah. African-American business owners. And this conversation today is going to be rooted around just 
seeing something different, right? Because yes, I played in the major leagues. <laughs> yes, Johnny was a great, a, a, a great athlete, but it's bigger than that, right? Right now Absolutely. we are business owners and being in this flight and having this microphone to be able to talk to our community about how we're ascending and, and providing value. Yeah, I think it's, this, this is a crucial conversation, man. So I appreciate you having you today. No, thanks again for having me. And I agree with you. So community national title. Um, tell me a little bit about your business. Uh, tell me a little bit about what, what you know, how, like when, when it started and what made you go into business in the title industry? You know, what's funny about it, I actually lucked into the title business. It just kind of, I hate to say I fell into it, but in reality, I did. We were in the mortgage business, my, my business partner and I, mm -hmm. Philip, and, and, um, and, and I wish I had a, a sexy story to tell you, but literally on a Friday evening, he was cussing at an escrow officer because they wouldn't, you know, close after hours for some mm -hmm. blue collar folks that just didn't have the ability to take off work to get a closing done. And we were getting ready to, to uh, miss our lock. And I said, you know what, man, screw it. Let's just open up our own. And um, and man, nine months later, later, we were we were up and running with a full fledged uh, title agency. Mm -hmm. And um, I mean, that's literally what happened. And and we were too young and dumb to to know that we probably should, you know, stair step this in yeah. a slower way. We just dove right on in, and 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 uh, I mean, it's been a blessing. And we paid the price. We partnered with with the wrong guys and that thing went to hell in the handbasket. but we made a bunch of money then lost a little money a bunch of lawsuits <laughs> paid a bunch of money but we're here and we're yeah. better for it so i'm i'm really excited uh about it this all started back in about 2009 it came to fruition in 2010 yeah um we started um which is our company now community national title back in 2013 and um, and man, it's been it's been a blessing. Like we we we've been able to do some beautiful things. I always say title is is the only insurance that insures the past. Mm -hmm. Any other insurance that you get is going to insure the future. We we insure the past. We basically uh, make sure that when people go to close on a house or on a real estate transaction, we make sure that the 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 um, the agreement, which is documented by the contract involved, is followed to a T and keep mm -hmm. both parties. Uh, actually safe. We're actually, a, we have a fiduciary duty to, you know, take care of the money and uh, and just make sure people do what they say they're going to do based on, on the contract. And we do that. We've been able to do it really well. And, um, and here we are. So I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm thankful. So what are some of the things that you wish you would have known before you walked off into the business? Like you, like you just mentioned that, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things we didn't know. Would you have changed anything in regards to the preparation of just saying that we're just going to start a title agency? I mean, that's kind of a trick question because absolutely I would have changed. The, if I knew then what I know now, yes. Mm -hmm. But if I had known then what I know now, I probably wouldn't be here. Yeah. You know, it's it's it's, it's one thing that I believe in. I believe in just do it anyway. You know, yeah. no matter what, the, don't let your lack of stop your in spite of, right? Just do it anyway. Wow. And sometimes I feel, I feel like you just got to do it anyway. And that'll keep you from thinking too much yeah. and getting to a place to where you just become afraid and then you become stagnant and then just like, ah. Never mind, it won't work anyway. Yeah. If we had a thought about it and, and knew really what we were getting into, we probably would not have done it. Wow, that's interesting because yeah. I get right now we just transitioned over to our RIA, the same exact thing. There's a lot of things we just don't know, and we're gonna yeah. find out. So yeah, you're absolutely yeah, right. But, but, but wait a minute, this, no, 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 no. I'm not gonna let you off the hook. You're so much better for it now than I was then. Like you, you're a grown man now <laughs> with a track record. Yeah, and history behind you yeah. and in your favor. Yeah. Where we were 
were just young, dumb, immature, yeah. arrogant. You know, we we did this probably out of arrogance. If they can do it, I know we can do it, you know, kind of attitude, which I'm, you know, there's an element of that I'm thankful for. Yeah. But if I had your hand, like now, you know, I didn't know what I was doing then. Like mm-hmm. you actually come to the table now mm-hmm. with a wealth of knowledge. Yeah. So, so I think that's, that's the difference. One is not better than the other as it pertains to the future. But in terms of the right now, oh, I'd much rather have your hand. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate the vote of confidence, man. That makes me feel yeah. good. Um, yeah. So now the financial side of things. Um, sure. In- interest rates have gone from zero to almost five in a matter of what, 13, 14, 15 months. How is that impacting your business in regards to title loans or ti- well, well, just the title industry in general in regards to people buying properties and, and the, the, you know, when we when you're at zero, zero to 2% and people was probably buying and selling properties all day long. Right. But now it's yeah. at five, it becomes a little bit more difficult. So what do you well, guys the misnomer, the misnomer is people are still buying properties yeah. all day long. Mm-hmm. Everybody is just not buying properties all you. day long. You know, yeah. um, it's funny because I closed on a, on a personal property. I did a refinance um, last month and I think my interest rate was 6%. I was looking this morning on an investment property, that same interest rate is at now 5.1%. Yeah. So, so interest rates are coming back. People are kind of getting off the fence. Did it, did it slow things down for us? Absolutely. It slowed things down for the industry because people were so shocked that interest rates shot up so fast. But the reality of it is, is guys, 7% is a really good interest rate. Yeah. It's just that we were in the two and threes and those were the greatest interest rates in the history of mankind, you know, outside of zero. Yeah. So I think it's just people getting readjusted to know this is the new reality mm-hmm. and that interest rates are not going to stay, you know, at in the twos forever. Just like they're not going to they weren't going to stay in the sevens forever. Mm-hmm. They're starting to balance back out. Our economy is kind of starting to try its best to stabilize and that could change tomorrow. Nobody has a crystal ball and we didn't know what's going to what's going to happen. Yeah. But as it pertains to, to real estate purchases, our country needs people mm-hmm. to go out and make <clears> the 30 year note strong. The best yeah. way to do that is let folks buy houses. So I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm encouraged. I'm, I've not never been discouraged throughout this process. I feel like even more folks are getting ready to refinance and, and purchase homes. So I, I think we're in a great place. Awesome, awesome, getting, well, and getting better. Yeah, yeah. So what are you seeing in regards to the demographics of things? Like I know we have conversations around. Well, yes, people are buying homes. But certain demographics of people may not be buying homes. Like, for example, people in our own community. I mean, we've seen it all through Fort Worth, where it's gentrified, where, yes, you know, their communities are being built up, but they're pushing certain individuals out. So in regards to the demographics, are you seeing changes there or are you just seeing more of the same where, you know, like, well, yeah, people are buying homes, but certain communities are being pushed out because of whether it be rates or just cost in general? Well, before we go black or white, yeah. Let's talk about uh, the haves and the have nots. Gotcha. Right. People that have been exposed that understand the rules of money mm. are doing what they need to do to protect their financial interests. Right. Mm. And and I don't personally believe that that will ever change. Mm. I, I feel like folks that understand kind of how the money game works, they're going to position themselves in a way to where they can succeed, you know, today and on down the road as it pertains to, let's just say black folks. Right. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a segment of, of of people that know, and then there's a segment of people that don't know. And the underserved communities, whether they're black, 
white, brown, they will always be underserved until they move to a place to where they know. So to answer your question specifically, sure. Even the Bible says the poor will always be with us. But what I want to what I want to highlight is there are a lot of people that are not necessarily poor in mind, but they don't necessarily even know that they have access to the information. Mm -hmm. So because of that, they end up, you know, kind of lagging back to the back of the pack, mm -hmm. if you will, when it comes to to um, home ownership and, 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 and home purchasing power. I, I think it's more of a, a, a case where guys like us have to do a better job even if it's a sacrifice of making sure that people are exposed to the information and the knowledge on what to do and when to do and how to do and where to do. I think that's kind of our duty as we move up the success ladder. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are listening to the nine Innings podcast hosted by Kevin Thompson, founder of nine Eye capital. We are on with Johnny Collins of community national title, Johnny, a couple more questions here. Um, so personally you've seen yourself, you know, go from young, immature kid, you know, like you just mentioned, and now you're having business partners and, 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 and the business in general, like having, bringing on individuals where you're bringing on staff and everything like that. What would you say is the hardest part of Johnny's day? Like, like what is, is it, is it, cause in my mindset, I'm thinking, man, like I have to, I, I have to do, I have to do well because I want to make sure my, my, my man's family is okay. Right. Like like you have staff and all the other stuff. So what's what's some of your biggest concerns on a daily basis running a business? Man, managing people. Yeah. Managing people. I'm just going to answer your first question. Managing yeah. people is the toughest part. Forget about. <laughs> Let me tell you this. People will always be fickle. Just like you are and I am, because mm -hmm. depending on how our morning starts, can have a strong impact on how our day ends. If if we don't have, you know, the intestinal fortitude, the, you know, the emotional maturity, you know, all the buzzwords mm -hmm. to fight through it. So I think my biggest thing is just managing people and make sure people are actually uh, stay committed to the task at hand. And not just that, but remember to give our clients an experience mm. that that's been, that's been my toughest thing. And, and it's off the back of this pandemic mm -hmm. there's been a great like this movement of burnout man in wow. my business we went from being what we thought really good in terms of having business to being you know busting out the seams business has stretch marks on it now right yeah we just we carried all we could carry and it's like now we're still recovering from that and people need time to just regroup and you know get their emotional lives together because it's tough to make to keep the client happy and then you may have four or five different clients on one transaction and then you have the vendors then you have everybody else so you might have 12 13 14 people on one transaction and juggling the emotional baggage of people the emotional expectations or just the expectations in general and and curing problems and issues you know that that's man that's a challenge i mean i'm sure you can relate in your own business you know you you have somebody get you know 16 percent you know, by giving them, giving them a tip or just keeping them in something as fundamental as 8% and they want 40%, right? And it's like, where are you basing these expectations from? This is not even real life. Yeah. But somebody told them around the water cooler, if they're getting 40%, they want to make sure you do that. Or they want to buy, you know, $12 million worth of life insurance for $200 a month. It's like that, that, that just, 
that the math is not mathing on what you're saying. And you have to learn how to tell people that in a nice way while not running them off or calling them stupid, you know, all at the same time. Yeah. Full disclosure. So managing people. Full disclosure. Those those returns were, were, were presented, represented by Mr. Johnny Collins, not Kevin Thompson. <laughs> not, not Kevin Thompson. <laughs> they say, look, and that's right. what you have to make sure. Because, see, people now take what I said and yeah. say that you said it yeah. and guarantee that you said it and say that you guaranteed it. It's like, that's totally not the case. The, the whole, the whole world right now is fickle, man. I don't know what to do, what yeah. to say. I'm just kind of like, I'm just kind of keep it compliant right down the middle man at, at one sure. point at a point in time in the future everybody's gonna be saying the exact same thing yeah. I, I remember i remember there was a there was a reporter in new york they were saying kevin you're the king of cliches hey play it one game at a time one game at give 100 step by step day by day <laughs> i get it man they said okay we don't like talking to you that's all you say i was like hey man i'm not, I'm not giving you any any meat on that bone i'm just kind of just giving you the day day by day man hey uh absolutely man, thank you for this man this is a powerful conversation um, one more question. So from a, from a business owner perspective, um, what is it that, that you're looking to achieve outside of just growth? Like at, at what point is Johnny going to say, you know what, you know, like, like we're here. Is, is there, is there like a, a size you guys are looking for? Or is it just basically saying, you know what, it's time for someone else to take over. Like, like, like what, what is that turning point? Or, or do, do you, would you, would you recognize that turning point? Man, you you asked about three different questions. First of all, I believe in succession planning. Yeah. And, um, you know, at this stage of our business, we have somewhat of a plan, mm -hmm. but it's it's not, you know, it's not something that's um, that I want to put in place right now, right? Or that yeah, I want to yeah. have to use. Yeah. Um, right now, man, I don't see a place mm -hmm. to where we have enough mm -hmm. or where we've, we've made enough. Mm -hmm. We do have numbers that we use for just indicators. Yeah. Um, both both predictions, goals, um, things that we can use, you know, just from a data dump or data, you know, grab, right? Mm -hmm. But but for the most part, man, I, I really kind of just do this for, I'm doing this for legacy right now, yeah. right? I, I want to do something that will outlive me and that will impact people in a way in which when they experience us from a business perspective, you know, they will be better for it. And it's, it's kind of, similar to some of your core values, right? Mm -hmm. Just making an experience for clients that helps them, makes them better, and 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 promotes success beyond finances. Just, yeah. you know, in the way that we think, in the way that we move, in the way that we plan. It's just got to be bigger than just the money. I think that's a mistake that a lot of business owners make. We do it for the money. And quite frankly, once you start making some money, you realize it was never really about the money after it was made. It's about personal growth and the growth of your people. Um, so yeah, legacy, I wanna do it for legacy. When I die, or, 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 or if I were to die on the job, God forbid, if I were to die on the job, I wanna build something that's gonna continue on and continue to pr promote a, a lifestyle, not just for my family, but for my teammates and the people yeah. who really make this business of community national title and Ebony Mitzvah work. So I'm, I'm, um, I'm, I'm here for the, for the for the glory, if you will. Yeah. Matter of fact, I have a prayer where I pray, Lord, bless my my lineage, my legacy, my lifestyle, my livestock. So <laughs> I, I want to do it for bigger, something bigger than just, you know, the money. You said a, you said a mouthful there because what most business owners don't understand is the experience that you give to your clients, right? Uh, yeah. they, 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 they'll sell something and they'll just move on. 
And that's why you're seeing people jump from place to place because they want that experience. They want that, hey, this guy, this person, this individual cares about me outside of me doing business with them, but they legitimately care about me. They ask me questions about my family. They ask me questions about, hey, how did last weekend go? Or they, they catch up with me on my birthday anniversary. They know these different things. Those little things can make you a lot of money, which is crazy. I mean, it just, it's, it's just, if business owners could understand the core value of just service, be, to be a service-oriented individual, it's not about what you know. It's yeah. about how you serve someone. That's just my yeah, we call it the soft work in my mm -hmm. organization. You have to do the soft work. And a lot of times for business owners, it's hard for us to translate soft work to dollars in our in our mind. We have this process where we where we talk about order to cash. And the significance of that is just making sure that everybody in the organization understands their role and their duties in the order to cash process. And the mm -hmm. order to cash process involves a full you know, all encompassing experience that's, that's both, you know, tangible paperwork and getting all your data back to what you just said, knowing something about the client, knowing something that's meaningful, mm -hmm. you know, about the client, you know, we, you can see in the background for Valentine's day, we, we made a little wall and we did a bunch of other stuff. We, you want to, you want to make sure that you build episodic uh, memories for folks mm -hmm. and that they'll remember it forever, mm -hmm. you know, based on their, experience so that's that's what it's about man you you dead on well johnny thank you for this time man i appreciate it again once again you're listening to the nine Indies podcast hosted by nine i capital group and we're with johnny collins tcu legend uh business owner community national title so johnny i'm gonna give you the last word anything you want to leave the uh the podcasters with today what give give them something that they can they can leave with in regards to to your messaging, because your messaging might, by far has is, is, is been great. Well, you know what? It's funny you should you you ask that. First of all, I, I wish I wish we had more time. Um, there, there's a there's a there's a phrase that I always say, and I've said it today. Don't let your lack of stop your in spite of. I think a lot of times we get frustrated and we get bogged down in the things that we see because of our right now circumstances and and. My message would be don't let your right now circumstances stop you from really going out and achieving, you know, your ultimate goals because somebody's breakthrough, somebody's legacy, somebody's uh, next steps, you know, in their life is tied to your success. What I realize is I have to go out and be successful on some level because I have, you know, up to 90 families that are depending on, you know, me to make the right decisions and to do the right things. So it's not just about me. It's not just about what I don't have in order to succeed. It's about uh, the people that were supporting and the future me. I do all of this for the future me, the, the old man in me, the old woman in my mom, the old woman in my wife and my children. Yeah. Yeah. That's who I'm working for. So keep that in mind. Uh, hey, appreciate the time today, my friend. Thank you Thank for you. all the support. And again, yes, hopefully we'll meet up, meet up for a good cigar here pretty shortly. Hey, look forward to it. All right. Once, talk to you soon. God bless. Thanks for having me. Thank you guys once again for listening to the 90s podcast. We had Johnny Collins, a TCU legend and owner of Community National Title on today. A phenomenal, phenomenal person. Thank you guys for listening. As you know, we're here to do what? Educate, empower, and engage. And don't forget to subscribe to this channel. We have more interviews coming. Don't forget to get my book, MLB to CFP Live on Apple Books and Amazon. 
If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, go to info at 9icapitalgroup.com. Send us your questions, or you can go to the website, www.9inningscapitalgroup.com. Nine Innings still works as well, so you can use that as well and schedule an appointment. Thank you, guys. Stay humble. Stay safe. We'll see you next week.